Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. It's nearing the halfway point in March, and for those of you about to go on a little spring break vacation, be safe and enjoy the break. For those that are still grinding away, keep grinding, but try to find a little time to relax. On this episode, I talk with Duncan girls head basketball coach, Brandon Keppert. Coach Keppert has been at Duncan for several years after spending stints at Cash and Lawton, and from what I hear, is a pretty good ball player himself. Here's my conversation, Coach Brandon Keppert. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time out of your schedule to visit with me a little bit. Well, thanks for having me. It's, it's always fun to, to talk sports or talk anything with uh, somebody who loves sports just like me. Yep, yep. Now, Coach, talk a little bit about uh, this past season and some of your girls that were key to your year. You know, we had – we were really young. We had one senior, so obviously our one senior, K.K. Miller, uh, was a very big part of our season. She's a great softball player. They went to state this year. She signed to OCU to play softball. Um, she's won state and track and the long jump. Uh, so she's a really good athlete here at Duncan, and she was a really big key component. I and mean, whenever we played teams, they did a really, they tried really hard to try to take her out. That was kind of their game plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's our one senior. And then uh, we had a really good junior, Addie Cease, had a really good year. And then we had a whole slew of sophomores. We had a lot of sophomores, um, you know, that really helped us out. Uh, you had, you know, Araya, who, who played a lot her freshman year and played this year, Hannah Woods, Kearney Holtos, Viv Alvin, Amaya Williams. Um, those sophomores are really key for us. And uh, like I said, we were really young, so we had some really good games, some really good stretches, but we also had some growing pains. When you lean on one senior, a lot like that, you're going to have growing pain. So it was a good year for us to learn a lot, hopefully build for next year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I can just imagine at a 5A school, you know, having to lean on one senior, you know, it's it's it hard was, enough in the lower classes, you know. It was tough. You know, we had four seniors last year um, who just were physically strong and mentally kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year I felt like we learned a lot. It was like a baptism by fire. Mm-hmm. for some of those sophomores and we lost a tough one in the playoffs to Dell City and we were really close in the first half and I think one thing we learned and I think the sophomores have realized that we've got to get stronger we try to lift weights all year you know even in the season mm-hmm. and um, I think it's something that they they realize that hey we need to get physically stronger and just not for basketball yeah you know most of our girls play two or three sports so I think a goal for them is to get stronger in all their sports and um, I think that just comes naturally as you get older anyways yeah. Uh, but it was it was a learning for me because it was a little different team as far as just makeup. They, they respond different to coaching in different ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but it was a fun year. It's a good group of girls. That's what I can say. No matter, you know, in the games, if we get frustrated as coaches or they get frustrated with players with me, they're a good group of girls and uh, good good parents, good families. Mm-hmm. Anywhere at these schools, Empire, Marlowe, Comanche, Duncan, just a good group of people here in this area, I feel like. Yeah, oh yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Now, you took over the girls' program in 2020, is that correct? Yeah, this would be my third year, that sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that was right after the COVID, kind of the COVID shut everything down. Yeah. Um, and then they didn't have state or any of that stuff, yeah, so it was right about then, yes. And before that, you just, you'd coached guys before that, right? Yes, yes I'd never coached girls. I have two girls myself, but I've never coached um, girls. Uh I can say it's, I, I enjoyed my time coaching guys. I've you know been head coaches a few places, assistants. And I loved it, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a blast coaching the girls. I didn't know what to expect. I'd watch the girls. I've seen, I've seen some of them. Very talented. You know, the coaches before me had done a good job developing um, the girls coming up. Coach Fitz did a great job. And uh, so when I took over, um, you know, they kind of had it, they had, you know, in place good players. And uh, the kids here, the girls, they work really hard. They get after it. Mm-hmm. And they're just uh, sports-minded people. They just love they love to compete, and that's the main thing. You oh, can't yeah. teach you can't teach people to compete, and if you already have that built in, oh, no. uh, it makes your coaching job a lot easier. It sure does. It's all I've, I've said this even on other episodes, and I say it, kids will probably get tired of me saying it, but it's always way easier for me to calm you down than to try to pick you up. Yeah. Yes, I totally agree with that. You you know, and that's just some kids just aren't that way. They're just more laid back. Mm-hmm. But these girls, you look at them and you don't think, they don't, you don't think, oh, they're not that competitive. But boy, once they get in the game, yeah. they want to win and they compete. We might not always win, but um, they're going to at least play as hard as they can and compete for you, which is all you can ask for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, it seems like you kind of got the, the ground, you know, the the base laid for the program. What, what do you think is going to be key kind of going forward and continuing building the program up? I, you know, it's funny. We've just been talking about this with some other coaches and stuff. I think one of the biggest things um, – just in this area, I feel like we are behind in is is, is weights and um, strength and conditioning. Um, so that's something we're really trying to. We started lifting twice a week, three times a week in all season. We start lifting twice a week every, even even in season. We're really trying to institute that and um, trying to find some different ways to get more of that strength in in the summer and get some more strength and conditioning in throughout the whole year. Just from the city schools, I feel like they, you know, all have strength and conditioning coaches, mm-hmm. and those girls are lifting every day before they even get to practice. So for us, yeah. um, I think that's a big, big thing we're trying to push. Uh, and then, you know, for any coach when they take over a program, it's just trying to get your hands on them at a younger age. When they're in grade school, we have our camps, and just try to get to know them and get that love of the game developed earlier. Uh, and, you know, my daughter's in fourth grade, so – I'm getting to be around that a little bit more and kind of see kids playing basketball. But I think one of the biggest things for us is strength and conditioning Mm -hmm. and just getting girls in the gym and playing. Last year we we did a lot of open gyms Mm -hmm. and we invited girls from any school around the area. And let me tell you, there's some good girls basketball players. We had some girls from Empire come Mm -hmm. to our gym and play. And golly, those girls can play at Empire. (laughs) And uh, they're good. I'm telling you, K.K. Smith came and – couple of those other girls and they are just tough girls and they can play and it was fun mm-hmm. we, you know you don't see girls do that as much you see guys do that a lot more yeah well they just go to the gym and play and that's something we just wanted we were just opening it up every wednesday hey any girls want to come we had some girls from macarthur come out and play and it was just really fun to see them come up and do this play. we just play pickup i just let them play i said they had to be high school girls and they just play basketball mm-hmm. and uh that's just kind of a love of a game thing we're trying to do uh get that going but yeah i think strength Strength is a big thing. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we played really good against Dell City in the first half of our playoff game, the four-point game, and they're a really tough team. In the second half, I feel like they just kind of said, we're going to get real physical and we're going to see how you respond. Mm-hmm. And not that our girls weren't trying hard, but we just kind of got out physical, it felt yeah. like. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, do you guys have, like, strength and conditioning in school? We, you know, they have, I think, a one girls weightlifting class, and that's something – you know, our AD and our new superintendent, they're really working hard to 
to push and we're trying to work on things in the summer they really support athletics and they're really pushing it and it's just we're all trying to brainstorm and figure out ways uh to get that going but i think it does feel like a lot of schools are kind of pushing that and we don't have that as much for the girls that hasn't been a thing and i think mm -hmm. one of the things we're trying to figure out too is how do we get that into the middle school so by the time they get mm -hmm. to high school they're already knowing the techniques and it's not new it's not foreign to them lifting and they don't they don't it's not something that they look down on this mm -hmm. is something that could help and it's just not for basketball it's for mm -hmm. like I said, volleyball for soccer for girls wrestling any of that stuff mm -hmm. softball it's really big and mm -hmm. that's something we're trying to catch up on how is mean, that an empire does empire we do not that? i mean we have i think we have like one or two um mm -hmm. Um, off, last year was it kind of changes year to year, but um, I know this year I know we have one uh, like strength and conditioning class, but that was something that you know I was going to ask you about if that was actually one of my questions going uh, that I had written down was I don't know how you lift in season because you're so busy with your with your practices and stuff. You know, you, if you do it before school, you know most of our kids out here in the country. I'm going to have to drive, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get here and then have to go back home and shower, all that fun stuff. I think unless you have strength and conditioning during the day as a class, I don't know how you can lift in season for basketball. It was it was tough. It, it is a real challenge, and that's something that I said we really need it in the day. It did take away from practice time a little bit, but some days we would go to, you know, 4, 4.30, we're starting at 2.20, we get on the court, and we'd go practice for two hours. And I'd say, hey, we're doing, we'd divide them half and half, and we'd say, we're going to lift in there for 25 minutes, and you guys are shooting this, these girls are shooting this shooting chart, we're working on this shot, block shots, form shooting, and then we just switch it, and then the other girls come in the weight room. And so it would be, you know, 40 extra minutes, but we just tried, especially after game day sometimes when we were a little sore, mm -hmm. we'd make sure we lifted when we knew we weren't going to go as long. Yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like as a coach, I need to get a little better because not saying the girls didn't take it serious, but it you could you could slack in there because we had numbers. Oh, yeah. And I just need to be a little tougher, be a little more organized. Say, hey, if we're going to do this, we need to be a little bit more serious about it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's because we just talked about earlier, if you're not doing it in the middle school, they're not used to it. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, when I first got in high school, I went to Lawton MacArthur. I didn't really like the list as much either, and I tried to – but then as I got a little older and I had coaches who would help me, we'd go lift in the morning, we'd lift on game days, we'd stick with it. Mm -hmm. And it does make a difference. Uh, um, uh, I think when I first started lifting, I, I don't want to lift on, I don't want to hurt my shot, but it actually helps your shot if you stay consistent with it, still shoot, mm -hmm. do all that stuff. But it is a challenge finding time. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Now, at a big school, and you kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier about having, you know, you, you have kids that play – uh, more than just one sport. Um, how big do you think that is at, a, at even a big school like Duncan? Not having you specialty know, athletes, kids that participate in everything. At Duncan, I, that's one thing I've loved. And, you know, our athletic director, Bobby Cook, is really big on pushing this. Um, we want our kids to play multiple things. If they want to play sports, don't be that guy. So don't play that. You know, we really try to encourage because we're not – we're kind of in the middle of 5A. Um, I have multiple girls on my basketball team that play three sports, whether it's tennis, basketball, softball, whether it's volleyball, basketball, mm -hmm. and tennis or track. Um, we're not big enough to per se have those kids just play one sport. Um, there's a few probably, 
um, but not very many. Most of them play multiple sports. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of nice in a way when they go to a different sport, say they go to Coach Ledford and track, and he's saying the exact same things I'm saying about, hey, you need to keep your grades up, you need to be respectful. Mm-hmm. And they kind of get that break. And that's why I tell my girls, hey, I want you to play every sport, but don't go out. You know, if you if you want to say in off season, we're going to lift and we're going to work hard. But if you're going to go to another sport, don't go out just to just have go out there and compete in it and try mm-hmm. to do the best you can. Yeah. Um, I think that's the main thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now and you know, oh, go ahead. I was at I was at Edmond Memorial, and my assistant this year was a sophomore. I remember when I did freshman there, and I helped with the JV. I think we had forty kids come out for freshman basketball, wow. and we had to cut it down to twenty. So they have numbers that we don't have mm-hmm. and they have to cut and some of those kids do specialize just because of the sheer numbers of the school it's a lot it's way different at those 6A schools when they're like the size of colleges yeah. uh, you know <clears throat> yeah yeah I can't I mean like I said I've always been a small school guy I've never been mm-hmm. uh, this is the biggest school I've been at you know in our ADNs uh, mm-hmm. in 150 you know so I can't I can't even fathom being at a huge it's different it was it was different for me that was the biggest school I've been at some people but they just have the sheer numbers Mm -hmm. I think some of those kids have to just specialize because they might not get to play if they didn't focus on that sport which kind of stinks because you don't get as well-rounded so that's kind of a plus of an empire or a Duncan um you get to you get kids getting to see a lot of different sports getting a lot of different um a lot of different possibilities and a lot of different stuff they get to see that they wouldn't normally get to yeah now kind of shifting gears a little bit uh who are some of the people in your life that influenced you in your playing career and even influenced you to be a coach you know obviously my parents were big and my dad was just growing up and we talked about this with somebody i was talking the other day you know when i grew up this tv was we didn't have five million channels first of all (laughs) second uh, sports was always on you know it's either abc or something so that's all i saw so i was always playing catch or out in the yard playing with my dad Mm -hmm. so that's kind of got me into sports but my high school coach kevin harrington um was a huge influence for me uh i I, school wasn't my favorite thing but sports was that's why i went Mm -hmm. and he just was such a positive influence on me um that uh at the time i was like i'm never going to get into coaching but i graduated high school you go play in college and then my college coach dan hayes at oklahoma christian was another huge influence that they just had not just in sports but just in life they were just good people mm-hmm. they were good family men they were respected and uh just i never thought i'd get into coaching but when i got out i just loved basketball so much i love still to be a part of it um Without their influence, I probably wouldn't be here, be the same person I was. Kevin Harrington and, and uh, Dan Hayes, huge, huge influences for me in the game. Yeah, well, I, I think that that's a lot of guys that – I mean, you were – except from what I've heard, you were a pretty good basketball player. I think – Long time ago. Well, still, still. But um, I think that once you do finish playing, you just – there's just something about it. You can't let it go. You got to be yeah. involved in it in some way or fashion. I know that's kind of how I was with football. It's like when I finished, it was like I did the TV and radio thing, and it was it was fun, but it just wasn't sports. You know? I agree. And I, I had to and get I, back into it somehow. I actually, my wife kind of was like, "You need to stop breaking down <laughs> coverages, watching TV. You need to go coach." <laughs> you know? How was it for you? I always tell my kids. Um, I don't miss the games much. Like, I love the games. That was a fun part. I miss the practices and the camaraderie 
and all that stuff that came, you know, being in a locker room, hanging out with the guys, that's the stuff I miss. And that's the stuff coaching when you have assistant coaches and you have, you go on those trips, that's the stuff you kind of can still live and do as a coach that you can't, you know, once you, once you quit playing sports, you don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. That's why I, I hate it whenever you see a kid stop playing sports because that's something you're like, you're going to look back in 10 years and miss, yes. miss this stuff, you know? Yeah. You just make friendships and you just learn lessons. They learn how to compete and learn, you know, like our girls lost that tough one in the playoffs, but they, they learned a lot of lessons. We had to battle through stuff. And mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. It's just a, it's just such a fun, a fun thing. You never, high school sports is just so awesome anyways in the playoffs and all that stuff. It's just so, so to me, it's so innocent. It's not, of course the NIL deals are coming through Texas, but who knows how that's going to work. But yeah, uh, it's pretty awesome. High school sports and the playoffs, um, football, basketball, nothing like it to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, how big of a role does your faith play in your coaching? You know, it's huge. I just kind of, I've been, you know, several places and it just kind of hit me. And, one of the big things I push um, is, you know, we want to win. I'm really competitive. I, the older I get, you kind of learn to balance that out a little bit. But the big things I talk to our girls about is being positive with what you say. Mm. And no matter what happens on the court, it doesn't – it's not who defines you because eventually you won't be a sports player. You'll be something else. You'll be a young lady. You'll be, you'll be a teacher like I am. You'll be something. You know, how you treat people – um, how you are on and off the court, that's what defines who you are. So my, my faith, you know, Jesus, all that has been a big part because I think we all go through that when you play. You kind of a little bit sometimes identify too much of yourself in sports, and the older you get, you realize that's not really who you are. Mm. Um, it's something you are gifted with and you are able to do, but it's really how you treat people, your relationship with others. Um, those are the things that define your integrity, all that stuff. So to me, that is a big thing, but I think that comes with maturity and time. Mm -hmm. I wish I could have learned some of these lessons a little earlier in life. Um, but you mm -hmm. learn as you go, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't be where you are, you know. That's if, right. If you, had, if, you had, if you learned those things way back then, you wouldn't be the person you are now. So, but yeah. Now, shifting gears again, I kind of go over the – whenever I'm putting these <laughs> I questions like down, I, like I kind of – I. I, I, I think they're in a, a certain order and then I'll get to reading them like what was I thinking there <laughs> but uh having um a big staff I mean how, how big is the staff that you, your coaching staff we have I have three coaches and let me tell you I'm blessed to have all of them they're really they're really a good staff they keep me saying that to listen to me complain and they're pretty awesome yeah how is it that I mean how do you manage out all of the responsibilities with the coaching staff. I mean, it's well, like for I'm me, still learning. Like for I'm me, still, go ahead. Sorry, I'm No, you're fine. Like me at a small school. I mean, I'm just an assistant coach, but it's like I can't. I, I and maybe because I'm not at a bigger school, but it's like my mindset is I've got to do it, especially like in basketball, because there's only so many. You know, you've got your bigs and your littles. You know. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, you, know, I can, yes. you can split that up, but like everything else, it'd be like, I, I've got to have my hands in everything, you know. So I don't know how good of a big school head coach I would be. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm not the best I'm learning, but I coached under Shane Coward, which I think is one of the top coaches around the state. He's won several titles at Edmund Memorial, and he did a fantastic job. You know, he'd divide up teams, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that's what I'll do in practice. I'll, I'll just kind of ref, I'll divide, let some of my assistants coach a team. Mm -hmm. and coach split them up and they'll coach and I'm just kind of watching and putting my input 
Uh, I was really lucky to get Zach Knox over here this year. He has a great basketball mind, and I, he put a lot of drills in. And he We took some of his defensive philosophies. I've got Amanda Lard. She's a Duncan grad, and she really she coaches our JV, and she really just brings some uh, – she brings a lot of – good knowledge and then also she keeps the girls in line sometimes keeps them straight when she feels like they're kind of slipping with their attitudes and then i have shantika scott who coaches the freshman so we all kind of work together and, and and to be honest that's something i'm still continuing to get better at and involved in mm-hmm. and learn and uh it's fun this is the biggest step i've ever had and i had a blast with them this year because you could talk and bounce ideas off of and once season gets to roll, you know, Coach Scott will be going to a freshman game. I try to go. Then we'll have a JV game and a varsity game, so we're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of band back in come playoff time. But um, uh, we try to put a practice schedule together, and I try to make sure they have it. And we go over stuff, and we're on the other end. We're all kind of on the same page with that, mm-hmm. and we get to rolling. I'm very strict in my practices, very time. Mm-hmm. Each drill is a certain amount of time, and we roll from there. Uh, but it's definitely something I'm still trying to improve in and get better at. But hey, I mean, just from what you said, I mean, I know like our our, our coaches here, they're good. Like our coach Hill, the basketball coach, and our football coach, Coach Hayes. That is one thing that I feel like they trust me. I mean, they'll let me do things, and that is big for an assistant coach. And I think that just helps. You know, your overall if if the if the players can see that the coaches all get along, you know, I mean, and they are working off of each other, I think that makes them want to work off each other as well. I so agree. I, that's I think it's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, y'all are doing something right at Empire because um, y'all are winning. That's probably why you got good coaches. You all work together and do things together. That's that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Now, you kind of mentioned this earlier about – uh, kind of being involved with the younger grades, how how do you manage to stay involved with those with your other programs like all the way down? Because I mean, I know like the Duncan, the high school campus is separate from the middle school campus. You know, how do you manage to get involved with the younger groups? You know, that's something I think they're still trying to work out. They're trying to figure out some some ways. I would love as a coach to be able to be in that hour with them. You know, some schools like Cash and Elgin kind of have that. And I think Empire does that as well, don't they? Yes. Don't they? I think that's huge. Um, That is a challenge. I try to make as many games as I can. And uh, the other thing I try to do is a couple times last year, I'd go up there to a practice. I'd leave my assistants and I would go and just be in there and work in the practice with them. I think that is a challenge up here because we have different campuses. It's something I think they're discussing, trying to figure out how – how could we get the coaches more involved down there in practices and be a part? Mm-hmm. As I think that's that's a huge advantage. Just when they see you, even if you're you know just putting your stuff in, but you're just there, yeah, and you're letting those coaches run it, but you're just there and you're just seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, at Empire, probably the coaches coach some of the middle school coaches. Oh yeah. I would guess right. Yeah, yeah. Our high school coaches coach everything pretty much. <laughs> That's a lot of work, yeah. yeah. A, I mean, and, but you know, it's a lot of work. But there are benefits to that because you're you're just getting they're getting exposure to you, and mm-hmm. you're getting to I don't know. That's just a big thing. That's something at Duncan that is a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. But we try to make it work, and we try to be seen and visible as much as we can. Yeah. Also, another thing is that being at a bigger school or road trips. I was kind of looking at your schedule. I'm like, you know, you may have to go. I saw you played at Durant. 
Oh, you know, yes. I mean, that's a two, three-hour trip. I mean, how how that challenging? Was a long trip. How challenging are road trips like that to kids? Like even like during the school week. I think it's really challenging. You know, sometimes we get as coaches and we think, oh, they need to be more focused, but we forget these are 15, 16, 17-year-old <laughs> girls. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Even on the guys' side, they're just young kids. It's a long trip, and I they don't they don't always put together. I need to eat a good meal. I need to get a good night's sleep. Mm. I need to mm-hmm. be rested or. They don't think about things like that. And when you go on a long trip, say, to Durant, or you go, we went to Catoosa this year. We played oh. Catoosa in the tournament. And um, I like going on those trips because it kind of prepares you for the playoffs, being mm-hmm. on the road. But it is a challenge. And uh, we didn't play very good down Durant. Durant was a very good team. You know, they were five or six in the state, and they beat us pretty bad. We ended up beating them when they came here because they had to make the same trip. Yeah, but it absolutely. is that's mm-hmm. a lot to ask kids. It's a tough trip. Um, but it is. We have to travel. Duncan's kind of in a weird spot. If we want to play 5A schools, um, which is what we need to do, you're going to have to travel a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, visit some of those places. It is a challenge. Um, but we, like I said, we have really good admin support. Mm-hmm. We get drivers for some of these games. Sometimes I have to drive the bus a lot, which is not a problem. That's why I have my CDL. But every once in a while, we'll get a driver. They actually got us one for the Durant trip, mm-hmm. uh, which does make it better because that is a long trip. Yes, it <laughs> Let is. Let me tell you. Oh. Now, what what would be some things, if anything, you would like to see change to improve the high school game? The high school game, yeah. as far as just basketball? Yeah, just basketball, yes. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind one of the big pushes. They've been talking about the shot clock, and mm-hmm. I don't want a 24-second shot clock or anything like that because that's, that's really quick. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing a 40-second shot clock in yeah. the game. Just, you know, teams couldn't stall. I know we all saw that Weatherford. Yeah. Uh, Dark goes four to two score, so I wouldn't mind seeing a, a forty second shot clock. Uh, what was, we were talking about some other stuff too, but I think the shot clock would be something, something huge yeah. uh, to do. I just think it's hard to implement because you got to have rest and you got to have the money to put the shot clock in. So there's mm-hmm. a lot. I know there's a lot of stuff that came. The other thing for me, I wish we would go districts in basketball. That'd be a big yeah. push for me. Yeah. I don't like you know the last week we won four out of our five games and that was already after the rankings had gone in so it was done so those games didn't help us any even though they were big wins mm-hmm. um so it didn't help us move up it didn't help change because now it's all about coaches voting well the last voting they had was uh two coaches in our side of the bracket didn't even vote so yeah. they might have voted for us we might have moved up or they might have voted a different team and moved down so i wish they would go districts and take it out of coaches voting because that's you know you just never know how people are going to vote yeah i think that'd be a big change for basketball to me yeah and boy i know like even like in the lower ranks you know it's i talked about this with other people it's you don't know if you're in northeastern oklahoma you don't know what's going on in southwestern oklahoma unless you call buddies, you know so i mean it's yes the rankings i never have been a fan of rankings but and i it doesn't uh doesn't texas don't they do districts down there they do district high school coach actually he was in you know he's in texas and they have more schools yeah so i know one of the big plays they don't want to eliminate anybody because basketball i've heard is one of the top money makers for us to say because they have so many games which is fine they can do like softball you can let everybody make the playoffs mm-hmm. but just but just have it based on how you play based that on where you go and i i just think it's 
not saying that we, I think the coaches that did vote this year did a really good job. You can see who voted, and I thought they voted pretty honest, pretty mm-hmm. fair. Um, but, you know, you always think, well, man, those city coaches, they don't want you to go. They're not going to vote for you to go up to the, the city. They sit down here. They're going to try to take care of their city team. Everybody's going to go. Mm-hmm. They're not saying that's the way it is, but yeah. um, I feel like that can be the the bias sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's one I think everybody could talk about forever. You know. Yes. yes. Those two things you brought up, the shot clock and that, I think people would just debate, debate, and debate about it. Now, coach, I mean, I, I've I've kept you long enough, but I got one final question for you. Yeah. It's actually kind okay, of two parter. What was the highlight of your playing career, and how does that match up with the biggest highlight from your coaching career? Oh man, God. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've served one of the, it's kind of a bummer. When I was at Oklahoma Christian, we had a really good team. I ended up getting hurt right before we went. I think we had a chance to win a national title. Mm. I got hurt, but but I love playing Oklahoma Christian. One of the, I always had this, the Clinton coach, he came and talked. He was our grad assistant at, uh, and people still talk to me about this day when I was at Cameron. I played there for two years before I went to Oklahoma Christian. Mm-hmm. We played Southeastern. And uh, we played a game with a triple overtime. And in triple overtime, we had our – we had one of our players foul out. And we ended up finishing the game. We had four players with about four minutes left in the game. Oh, wow. And I just I just caught fire, and we ended up winning in triple overtime, four on five. Oh, wow. So people always talk about that one. That was a really cool one. And in high school, we went to state. I ended up hitting the shot with about three seconds left to send us to state. Those are always some really good memories. Oh, yeah. Shoot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think just, you know, coaching, uh, I got to be an assistant at Mac. We went to state a few times. That was really, really fun as an assistant coach to follow that up and be a part of that. But since I've been at Duncan, uh, we've won some really close games at home, which is, it, I think um, as you get into coaching, it's just rewarding to see when your team wins close ones and you you see the girls get really excited. You see the kids, the hard work pays off, and they're excited about it, mm-hmm. and you see the support. Uh, and then my first year here, we beat Eisenhower in the regionals. That was a pretty big upset, and we won. Um, I haven't been fortunate enough here as a head coach to make it state or get too far in the playoffs, but that would be, if we could ever get there, that would kind of match any of my highlights as a player, uh, some of those games. Uh, y'all, you caught me off guard with that one. That was a long time ago. I'm not, I don't remember any of those. We, you know, it's just, uh, we beat, I'm trying to think in college, one of my highlights too is we beat uh, OBU. They were ranked number one in the nation, and we beat them. That was really exciting. Just a lot of good memories. You oh, look yeah. back, I, I laugh. I tell people, they ask me sometimes about what games do you remember. I feel like, I feel like the older I get, I can't remember any of the games anymore. <laughs> I, they kind of slip away. You get kids, and you stay busy, and you just can't remember that stuff. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, Coach, man, I appreciate you taking a little bit of your time and talking with me, and I'll definitely Hi, be I- keeping up with you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've listened to some of your, your podcasts and stuff. It's always a pleasure. I feel honored to be on it. And I'll talk sports with you anytime. Thank you so much for having me. A big thanks to Coach Kepper for being on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. Just remember, a new episode comes out every Sunday on your favorite podcasting site. And while you're there, subscribe and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. And that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.